Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is also Matt. Matt, I should probably keep my voice down because I think that I've been bugged. You've been bugged? Yeah. Uh-oh. What I've, happened? I've seen people starting to tail me. Uh-oh. I've seen cars outside my house. I'm a little worried because okay. I think that people think I know too much. Mm. Well, it gives you that idea. Well, we had the Arby's thing. Sure. And, which, and, which we don't have to explain. Everybody knows, I'm sure, what we're talking right. about. Maybe we should explain it. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So I got an email a couple of weeks ago that Arby's was going to have this major, huge announcement the following Monday. Once in a lifetime kind of news, right? Yeah. I mean, that's big time. So, you know, we kind of speculated last epipod of, you know, what that news would be, you know. Yeah. Man, what do you think it is? Are they going hamburger? Are they dropping the roast beef? Like, what could it be? It's a bit bold statement. Yeah. I think Big Arby's thinks I know some secrets. Uh, I don't. I just took a guess. Just took a guess? Yeah. Just took a swing? And... I mean, it wasn't even that wild of a guess. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> let's see, fast food restaurant, going to do something. Well, they don't yeah. make burgers. Yeah. Anyway, something happens to me. You know where to look. Yep. In the, in, dumpster, in the, in the dumpster of an Arby's. The... <laughs> and oh, don't man. eat there for at least a month. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Unless you want to say goodbye to me. <laughs> Arby's is run by the mob. I mean, listen, I like some Arby's now and then, but mm-hmm. you don't typically drive by an Arby's and see like tons of cars in the parking lot and no. tons of people. So, I mean, it could be a front. I just don't ask where the meat comes from. You don't want to know. Nope. The only thing creepier than like some Arby's mafia guy showing up is if the Burger King King showed up <laughs> at your door. <laughs> I'd willingly go with him. He's got that big smile. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, kids, don't worry. He just gives you a paper crown. You're like, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. We're getting in the big fast food chain here, mm-hmm. peeling back the onions and the pickles and the sesame seed buns. Wasn't there a song for yeah. the Big Mac? Yeah. Do you remember it? I, I bet don't. somebody I, could sing yeah. it. Yeah. Don't, I don't remember it. I'm going to type in Big Mac song. All beef patties, pickles, sauce, lettuce, cheese, and the pickles. No. Pickles. Cheese. Oh, oh they, can't, onions, they can't get it, can they? Seed bun. That's what it is. Oh, that was the challenge. Oh. <laughs> To all beef patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Say that again. To all beef patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame bun. To all beef patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, onions, pickles, onions on a little... McDonald's Big Mac, the big sandwich with the great big taste that everybody's talking about. Sesame seed bun, and we forgot the onions. That's pretty good marketing. Yeah. I mean, the song is stupid. It is stupid. You're forcing people to memorize ingredients. Like, who cares? Yeah. But it worked. We're talking about it. 40 years later. And that was the birth of hip-hop. <laughs> Thanks, McDonald's. Anyway, here we go. Let's do reggae. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. We apologize in advance. Yes. Two Sorry. white college bros <laughs> talking about reggae. We uh, have some things to say. We, y'all need to sit down for those. <laughs> yeah. Because we're going to get serious. We're going to get up and stand <laughs> there up we are. for your rights. Can't believe they stopped serving turkeys on Tuesday in the dining hall at college yeah i want to make my voice heard protest (laughs) all right before we do what do we got matt thanks to the finest work fans for humoring us by listening to our thoughts on (laughs) things like mcdonald's and arby's and you know music we always do enjoy engaging with you all and many of you send in emails to us to our gmail account finestworksongs at gmail.com some of these emails are just they're super sincere Mm -hmm. they're from the heart people are pouring out their thoughts and questions and occasionally we like to read some of these on a little segment we call kenny gmail reagan asks what do CBD dog treats do? 
I can actually answer this because we have purchased oh, CBD really? dog treats for our dog because COVID has not been good to him. I, I mean, I guess COVID was really good to him for a couple mm-hmm. of years and then things started going somewhat back to normal. Yeah. We were, you know, kids going back to school, going back to work, taking trips, things like that. So then when... <laughs> what? So what happened to your dog, Matt? So, oh, What's your dog experiencing? A few years ago, COVID hit and... It was, COVID was tough for everybody, Yeah, but it was, I think it was especially hard in the long run for my dog, Winston. Mm. He just, he didn't like it when we started going back to work in the school. Uh, and, uh, I can't imagine. It's separation anxiety. It's gotten to be too much. Um, yeah. He's sad. He's, it's hard to talk about. It's hard at yeah. the end of the day. So it's been rough on him. Mm-hmm. Like we put him in a kennel when we leave. A kennel. Yeah. Just yeah. like he's a dog. Just like he's a dog. Like, like, a, like a trapped dog. But he's he's started lashing out a little bit, mm. barking a lot, scratching at his kennel. Like yeah. So we've uh, we've actually gone to the route of getting him some CBD treats. They're apple flavored. They smell delicious. I'm not oh. gonna lie. Okay. And so, <laughs> So we've uh, yeah we've gone down that route. They Where'd do work. Where'd you get them? Does your high schooler know somebody who? Yeah, knows somebody there's a kid to... around the corner. Like, oh, yeah. hey, hook us up with some yeah. CBD. I, I actually um, give a shout out to Horizon Hemp Company. Shout out to our sponsor, <laughs> Horizon, Horizon Hemp. Hemp. And welcome to our Bob Marley episode. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. We talked to Ashley and the good folks over there, and and he recommended this particular brand, and just like people try out the shot collar. Yeah, you know to know what you're doing to your dog. Yeah, that's you, right. Have you tried out the CBD dog treats? No, uh, we have not. <laughs> we have not tried them. Talk about eating dog treats. Sure. In high school, I went. A neighbor uh, had a uh, movie night for some you know, kids in the neighborhood. We were uh, probably we were probably fourteen. No, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Oh yes, thank you. And what happened? And uh, the playroom was kind of off the kitchen, so I go in the kitchen. They had a box of. Those like round cellophane wrapped dog food, mm-hmm. like burger things, like meat and cheese kind of flavored. Mm-hmm. And then beside it was a bag of Doritos. So I took a couple of Doritos, started eating them, took one of the cellophane burgers, tore off like a bite of it and threw it in the trash. And then walked back in. I was like, you know what? These things aren't half bad. <laughs> and then the girl who was hosting was like, really? So she took a chunk off and started eating it. She's like, you're right. These aren't half bad. Oh my gosh. So but was, you hadn't eaten it. I hadn't eaten it. You just made her I eat it. I just punked her. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, neighbor. <laughs> so oh, yeah. you do have an answer for this yeah. Kenny Gmail? Yeah, like I said. What um, was the question? question is, what do CBD dog treats do? Now, I can't get into the efficacy of how it actually works but mm-hmm. it, it does tend to you know calm the nerves of your canine uh, companion we did it we did it we actually <laughs> we actually had answered. an answer so if you need i don't know cbd questions answered or you've got questions about vaping and student loans <laughs> and be sure to send us an email find us works songs at gmail.com what is it that we are going to be talking about today on Finest Work Songs? Today, we're going to be talking about Bob Marley's greatest hits compilation, Legend. Before we jump in, we like to begin with our memories. Matt, what is your memory of Bob Marley? 
So I feel like my memory of Bob Marley legend is probably a lot of people's memory of Bob Marley legend and that I think I probably paid one cent for the CD because I feel oh, like this Columbia was House. the Columbia House BMG yeah. generation, which was a magical time to be alive. <laughs> Looking back, there are so many albums and artists that I now like or were exposed to because mm-hmm. of that whole system. How old were you? I was probably 13. How many CDs did you get? I would depend on which... Let's say you got 10. So you got Bob Marley Legend, Eagles Greatest Hits, Hits. The Doors, Doors. Led Zeppelin 4. It was always Led Zeppelin 4. What else would you have gotten? The Clash? I did not get The Clash, but I remember that being one. A popular one. Yep. Document by R.E.M.? Yep, that would have been one. Through this, I got several Anthrax albums. I think James Taylor Greatest Hits. Yes, okay. That would be in there. (laughs) And did you ever do the thing where you'd put like someone else's name and... And no, and but you know, the system. when I heard about that, I wish that I had, yeah, right. that's pretty bad. Isn't yeah. it that I like, if I had a time machine, <laughs> would you go kill Hitler? No, nah, man. I would go back to the BMG thing <laughs> and steal some CDs <laughs> by putting in my neighbor's addresses. That's what I would do. And then waiting for the mail to come yeah. and then grabbing it before they get Did there. you do that? I never did that. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I probably wasn't going to like go out to the record store and buy Bob Marley Legend. But month after month, you're getting the mailer and and it's got hundreds of CDs. This was always one of the top ones highlighted, like like the ones you mentioned. Yep. I mean, love it. So many good songs. And what else can you say about Bob Marley? I mean, he's... He's a legend. He's a legend. Matt, he's a he legend. Is. We are fully admitting that we are two white guys yeah, yeah. talking about not just reggae, <laughs> but talking about a greatest hits album. Yeah. And we intentionally, <laughs> listeners, chose that. We could have done Exodus. Exodus yep. Maybe we should have. Yeah. But when we talked about it, listeners, we were like, this is what so many people have is yeah. legend. We are fully acknowledging <laughs> that we love this album, yeah. and you do too, so right. we're just going to recognize the complications of that, but also the joy of it. And summer's here, folks. That's right. And you're going to hear this. That's so. right. There you go. <laughs> you're going to go drop off your freshman kid, and the first thing they're going to do is put up a Bob Marley poster. I had one in my dorm room. Yes. The one where he was smoking? Oh, yeah. Of course. That was the edgy one, man. It was a big one, too. I mean, it was like six feet by four feet. Oh, my feet. gosh. Yeah. We meant business. Edgy. Yeah, you did, man. <laughs> you smoke weed? No, nah, but one day I'm going to give my dog some CBD right. treats. <laughs> All right, let's jump into track two, No Woman, No Cry. No woman, no cry. 
you can hear the pleasure in the crowd as the crowd's starting to sing along to it. And there's just a fun energy to this being a live version. Yeah. Number 37, Rolling Stones, 500 greatest songs of all time. Is it really? At one point it was. There's a different songwriter. Credited with it. Yeah. yeah. What's funny is that on his Wikipedia, it doesn't really give a lot of credit to that. And they say that this guy was a friend, mm-hmm. that he basically put the guy's name on the song so that that guy would get royalties. Like, ran a soup kitchen. That and- feels a little suspicious is it a little revisionist history it does yeah um, first of all i'm pretty sure that's the guy who taught him guitar okay and so it's not like he chose a non-musician who ran a soup kitchen right because oh i want to help out with the soup kitchen it feels a little bit like <laughs> this guy taught him guitar they probably wrote the song together or the guy wrote it gave it to bob marley mm-hmm. and they're like well it mentions cornmeal porridge and that was bob's favorite yeah it's talking about living in Trenchtown, yeah. the slums mm-hmm. A, how many options did they have? You know, right, right. just because cornmeal porridge, that's being like, well, you said you liked cereal. <laughs> yeah, right. who doesn't? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're like, well, he lived in Trenchtown for a bit. Yeah, the other guy did too. Right. I'm not saying for sure. It just feels a little bit like no one wants to admit that Bob Marley didn't write No Woman No Crime. <laughs> right. And so people will go to great lengths. Yeah. And I think there's some debate that for contractual reasons, he put someone else's name on it to mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, tax reasons or something but and it could be it i could, don't know yeah i don't know yeah. but i don't just outright accept that <laughs> one way or the other is fact right so it's said that it means women don't cry right but white boy teenagers <laughs> are like ha, ha ha no woman no cry because if you have a woman she's gonna give you all kinds of trouble ha ha, ha. gosh <laughs> no it's taking the sweet sentimental like thing yeah. caring for women and <laughs> flipping it on its head Thanks, white bros, <laughs> of which we are too. Yeah, that's right. Recovering white bros. We're, we're actually hacky sacking while we're recording this. Oh, uh, yeah. This. If you hear a rain stick in the background, <laughs> just ignore it. We went and visited my parents' friends. I don't know where they lived, out in the country. I don't know how I acquired it. From some gas station, the guy thought it would be funny to buy me this hat that said, Girlfriend for sale, takeover payments. I was 10. <laughs> Welcome to that the is, 80s, folks. That is hilarious, by the way. So I had a girlfriend. She went to a different school. You were 10? Yeah, dude. Dang, player. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and apparently she, uh, I was paying a lot. Yeah, apparently. You know, buying oh, her no, things. No, no, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that week I wore it and she saw it and broke up with me right away. Oh, my God. Of course, because yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> anyway, that's the kind of misogyny of a teenage white, white bro. White bro. Even at age 10 and 11. 10. Yeah. Man, I'm impressed. Though. Having a girl at 10. I mean, it's, hey, will you go with me? Yeah. Sure. And sure. Then that's it until I wear a hat and ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. The song is iconic. I think it's so iconic that you don't really hear a lot of cover versions of it. Even if we've we've done any trips to Caribbean locations or anything Mm -hmm. like that, you stumble across like a reggae band playing. They're doing Three Little Birds and One Love and Get Up, Stand Up. They're not doing No Woman, No Cry. No. One story I heard from the guy who ran Island Records. Mm -hmm. Chris Blackwell. Yes. Bob Marley, Peter Tosh, and Bunny Whaler. Mm -hmm. They were trapped in London. The people who ran their other label or whatever left them behind. They went into Chris Blackwell's office and just said, hey, we want to make an album. And he said, are you any good live? And they said, we're great. Mm -hmm. And he said, how much will it cost? And they said, three or four thousand pounds. And he wrote a check. 
which is like legendary because right. then they had money to go make their next album. But then later he said, well, yeah, I was running Island Records and I knew they were good. But also I did that because we were leaning into rock mm-hmm. and that's where things were headed. And I needed a face because of Island, yeah. you know. And he said, and when Bob Marley walked in, I knew that he was the face of it. Interesting. All right, let's keep rolling. Track four on Legend, Three Little Birds. thinking about it just last night there are probably six or seven songs that no matter what bad mood i'm in and how crappy the day is if i hear these songs i'm immediately in a good mood you want to hear this list oh you have a list i have a list i was like i gotta write these down okay let's hear these two songs. of them are on this album what a wonderful world by louis armstrong mm-hmm. your love is lifting me higher never gets old night shift commodores okay you know that walking on sunshine Again, these yeah. are, you can be I'm in, in a, a bad funk. mood. I'm in a bad mood. Somebody puts this song on. I'm like, immediately. Boom. You can't hurry love. Supreme's or Phil Collins' version. It okay. doesn't matter. Oh, okay. And then One Love, Bob Marley, and then Three Little Birds, Bob Marley. What does it for me with both of them? It's the backing vocals. It's the I3s. Yeah. There's something so magical about their backing vocals. And their true backing vocals in that they don't take over. Yeah. They accent it perfectly. Mm-hmm. They're perfect. Yeah. Man, okay. That's a good list. Yeah. Might be worth asking people out there, what are those songs that... Just bring you out of a funk? Yeah. Just off the top of my head, one that comes to me is... (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe I left that off the list. Just endorphins. Any excuse to get that song in there. And the Mm I-3s, you got Rita Marley in there. Yeah. Bob's wife. Musicians who perform with their spouses, that always tends to work out well. And then they moved to Delaware, Matt. Delaware. <laughs> Bob Marley, world icon, the face of reggae. He lived in Delaware. Delaware. Not just the U.S., but Delaware. <laughs> Apparently, he worked as a lab assistant at DuPont. I read a Bob Marley a biography probably 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and that was the part that baffled me more than anything else. Yeah. Not the poverty he grew up in right. and, and got through, and assassination attempts, and, yeah. and it was that he worked at a nine-to-five job yeah. in Delaware. Well, we imagine 1978 Bob Marley. Yeah. I don't know at this time if he'd gotten into Rastafarianism. Mm-hmm. He started out with short hair, yeah. he and the Whalers. In 63, they had a ska band called the Teenagers. Can you imagine if he never left Scott? It's like opening for like the Mighty Mighty Boston. Ah, jeez. Yep. <laughs> and then they became the Wailing Rude Boys, and then the Wailing Whalers, and finally the Whalers. 
So we don't know what he looked like at that point. Yeah. We act like he's walking around without shoes on. We like the picture, like working in Delaware with like dreadlocks and there's someone with a steel drum nearby playing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he yeah. probably had a lab coat and goggles and yeah. something. You know, we laugh, but I mean, his mom was trying to escape the poverty, right? Basically forced upon her. Bob Marley's dad was a white British guy around sixty. When his mom was 18, I think. I think so, yeah. And apparently wasn't the only woman that he had an affair with. Right. Even if you want to call it an affair. Like, I mean, they say she's 18. She could have been younger. She could have But yeah. either way, it just feels like an abuse of power and mm-hmm. something that could be even worse. Yeah. And so then she has a hard life. And Bob had a hard life because in Jamaica, apparently, mm-hmm. if you're mixed race, they would basically say he was white. So I'm sure he had to fight and she had to fight. Back to being Bob Marley, he couldn't stand Delaware. <laughs> and it's like, I don't care if I have to live in Trenchtown. We're going, right. back, to We're going back to Jamaica. I'm doing music. But one of his sons was born in Delaware. Really? I wonder if the other Marley kids are like, hey man, how's Delaware? <laughs> He's a U.S. citizen. Yeah. Could be president. Could be. Gosh, if Bob Marley's son became president, the youth <laughs> would vote for that. Actually, there's a lot of people our age who would be like, oh man, Bob Marley, his son? <laughs> Tell me more. Bob Marley singing this to poor people in Trenchtown. Yeah, yeah. Everything's going to be all right. Giving them hope. We sing it to our kids, our babies. Yeah, we're like a lullaby. Yeah, like, hey, everything's going to be all right. But the unintended consequence of, of really getting into an album like this, or like when we talked about with Midnight Oil, mm-hmm. you are getting some level of education if you want to dive into it more about things that you probably wouldn't have known about. Like, I wouldn't have known about Aboriginal rights yeah. without being exposed to Midnight Oil. I would have had no clue about poverty in Jamaica or, you know, like Buffalo Soldier, about you know, Black Calvaries and things like that. But do you learn about it? He's just singing to it. You don't really learn about it, but if you're paying attention, like I was talking to a friend the other day and we were talking about music and he's like, yeah, I'm just not a lyrics guy. Like, I don't really care about lyrics. I'm all about the music. Whereas I'm someone who, when I really got into a band or a song or an album, mm-hmm. I was pouring into the lyrics. Like, yeah. what, what does this mean? You know, mm-hmm. we've talked about that before. And he even says, you know, in Buffalo Soldiers, if you know your history, it's like, oh, well, I don't know my history. Yeah. If you were open to it, yes, there's the kind of the dismissive, you can pick on the fact that your white bros are like oh everything's gonna be all right this is great party music i know i filled my exam but hey bob says it's okay yeah but it does open the door to like what is the song really about what's really going on in Mm -hmm. other parts of the world so you give people more credit than i do (laughs) i think people hear it and they just think about problems in their life yeah the thing we're pointing out is that when bob is singing this to people in poverty it's like a message of hope yeah and when you're in college, you're like, I know my girlfriend just broke up with me, yeah. but you know what? It's going to be all right. Yeah. We just don't have the problems no. that people have. I think you're right. I just think I'm just better than most people. You're kinder than me. That's for sure. <laughs> Everybody out there is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> don't take long listening to Finest Work songs to know that yeah, Matt's the nice one. <laughs>
I think before I ever heard the Bob Marley version mm-hmm. of the song, I remember watching some clip of the Amnesty International concert where Sting, Bruce Springsteen, Peter what? Gabriel are doing this, like oh, to, to close it. This. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I mean, now in their that. defense, like Tracy Chapman's on there. What? Uh, Making it legit because she actually <laughs> writes protest songs? Right. Sting. All right. I'm putting get up, stand up, sting. Okay. Stand up. Sting. Sting. Get up, stand up. Don't give up the fight. Sting is all up on the mic. And Bruce Springsteen is not afraid to get all up in your face on oh, the yeah. mic. Yeah. There he is. Poor Tracy's like nearby because these two guys are like kissing the mic. <laughs> That's Peter Gabriel. This sounds so vanilla. It does, right? There's Tracy. Come on. Let her in there. <laughs> There's got to be more than one mic that y'all could sing into. <laughs> right. I know the optics of it, but like there's yeah. four of you. Yeah. Here comes Tracy. All right, I got to hear Bruce, man. <laughs> Bruce going to Bruce. Gosh, yeah. I mean, it's Amnesty International. Yeah, good cause. It's a good cause. Yeah. And a great song for Amnesty International. And incredible musicians. Yeah. You know, it's just, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that we just think the 80s are so funny in these moments. Anytime you throw Bruce in there, he's going to come in hot. <laughs> You know, and Sting's going to just be, He's gonna be Sting. all about himself, yeah. you know. But Tracy Chapman, she's brilliant, man. I really want to do her first album. Okay, yeah, definitely need to do that. This has continually been ranked one of the top protest songs. It was also written by Peter Tosh. Nice. Which, if you're like, man, I've dug deep into Bob Marley. I need what's next. You hear people talk about Peter Tosh. Yeah. Burning yeah. Spear. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, you don't understand. Oh, yeah. you like Legend? Well, you like Three Little Birds? <laughs> yeah. You know, and then that leads to... The white dude in the park with dreadlocks when the rain stick. <laughs> yep. That's a slippery slope. That's right. Bob Marley and Peter Tosh, when they kind of like split and had their differences, mm-hmm. Tosh started referring to Chris Blackwell as white worst. Really? Because he blamed him for changing them from the Whalers yeah. to Bob Marley and the Whalers. Oh, because yeah, they were a trio. Yeah. Which the Whalers is a great name. It yeah. really and is. Even if it's Bob Marley and the Whalers, that's a great band name. You have a trio that's the Whalers. Mm-hmm. But then when it turns into the backing band, Bob Marley and the Whalers, people can come and go. Because I saw Ziggy Marley and the Whalers in 94 or 3. Yep, same here. You go, yeah, that's the Whalers. That's the Whalers. Maybe there were some people backing Bob Marley. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. But you couldn't have the police. That's- okay, so... Sting leaves, somebody else comes in. Right. And then Stuart leaves, somebody else comes <laughs> right. in. You know, and then it yeah. like it just doesn't stay yeah. Yeah. the band. So it's not like these like Beach Boys oh, versions geez. where it's like Mike Love and like John Stamos and six random guys. Get out of here, Mike Love. Mike Love and the Whalers. 
Oh gosh, can you imagine <laughs> how crappy it would be to hear Mike Love singing reggae? Let's see, it's got to be out there. I'm sure it's out there. I'm gonna just put Mike Love reggae. Oh, there's a white reggae artist with dreadlocks named Mike Love. Are you sure it's not Beach Boy Mike Love? Just trying to. Let's see. Let's hear this guy. He's active, man. This is two years ago. Oh, is that Bobby McFerrin? <laughs> Michael Winslow. <laughs> Oh, okay, folks. He's doing the record a part and then keep it looping. Uh, so he's no longer doing it. He's got his pedal. Okay. You know, so he's building on it. Gotcha. All right, let me fast forward to the orchestra that he builds. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's that's enough. The entry point is Bob Marley. <laughs> then you move on to like... Peter Tosh and Burning Spear. Eventually, Reggae Nirvana is Mike Love. And his He's pedals. definitely a dude you would see down at the Waterfront Festival <laughs> on the side stage. <laughs> and he'd have like five people in front of him who are huge fans, huge fans who don't get why people don't understand the brilliance. They're dancing around with their eyes closed. And he's doing the pedals and people are like, this one guy that we're listening to. He's a genius. Yeah, yeah. Well, I put in Beach Boys Reggae, which <laughs> may have been a really bad idea. <laughs> It's mainly Beach Boys songs covered in reggae versions. Oh. Like if you've ever wanted to hear God Only Knows on the steel drums, man. I mean, I have. That actually kind of makes sense. This guy looks like a CFO <laughs> who goes down to the islands. He's this old white dude. <laughs> Bob Lyons. Okay. All right, Bob. I like Jeez. it. No. <laughs> He's like, I need to get away from the rat race. Yeah, that's what it is. I found my calling. He read a John Grisham novel and was just like, <laughs> I'm going to go live in the Caymans. Oh, drink Red Stripe? You do understand, like... He's what young white bros grow up to become. Yep, it's the legacy, man. And then his son has a Bob Marley poster yep. and is rebelling by having the one where he's, he's smoking. smoking a doobie and blowing the smoke. Yes. All right, what's next? We're we going One Love? Sure. I'll do One Love. Yeah, let's do Here on out, we see that it's wise to just avoid trying to look for cover songs of any Bob Marley songs. <laughs> right. Do so at your own risk. 
That's a good point. Matt, in school, he was actually an apprentice welder. Oh, wow. And so was Peter Tosh. Mm. And so was Desmond Decker. And so was Bunny Livingston. Wow. So we could have been listening to, come on, Bob Marley and... The welders? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) God. That's good. Maybe it was actually. Maybe they were like... Got lost in translation. Yeah. They just kind of mumbled it. And the guy was like, the whalers? No, oh, the welders were... Yeah, uh, yeah, whalers. I yeah. heard you. Let's print it. That's awesome. <laughs> I thought of you right away. I was like, oh, man, this dude loves puns. I mean, I do too, but I think, man, you have a, you've got a weakness for some good, I do. good puns. That's good. I think this song has become like the unofficial anthem of Jamaica. Yeah. It's the I-3s, man. Yeah, they're it's backing un- Unbelievable. Yeah. And I've never noticed it really until listening with these headphones now how live the song sounds to mm-hmm. me particularly the vocals because they'll do their part and bob will finish up a line and then he'll jump in and sing with them yeah the, the thing with reggae and again this is white bro explaining reggae teach us matt yes well sit, sit down children <laughs> everyone knows that dunn is like the kingston <laughs> it, it is of yeah. north carolina <laughs> that's right so it's a huge reggae rastafarian population yeah came out of harding county north carolina <laughs> There's a lot of space in reggae. It's not filled with note after note after note. Almost like let the mm-hmm. songs breathe. And breathe. So to do it, isolate you know, instrument by instrument, would I think would be impossible to do yeah. with reggae. Yeah. But I don't know. You no. sound like the band backing Sting and Bruce Springsteen <laughs> and Tracy Chapman God. at the Amnesty International concert. Yep. But again, this is, this is one of those songs that makes me smile no matter what's going on. Yeah. It was speculated. They talked about, again, Bob's difficulty growing up being light-skinned mm-hmm. because black people would say, you're too white. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, white people would say, oh, no, you're black. No, you're black. And they talked about how that perhaps influenced his idea of people coming together mm-hmm. because he maybe felt torn in between. All right. Speaking of uh, unity and love, this next one, I Shot the Sheriff. <laughs> I Shot the Sheriff. I went through the phase in the early 90s where I was a huge Body Count fan. Yeah. Yeah, I loved Body Count. Did you have the... I had the album. Yeah. With Cop Killer on it. With Cop Killer The original on. version. Yeah, cassette. Yeah. You don't get Cop Killer and Body Count without I Shot the Sheriff. No. I don't think. Well, Bob Marley said, I want to say I shot the police, but the government would have made a fuss. So I said I shot the sheriff instead. Yeah. But it's the same idea, justice people would critique that and say it's anarchy mm-hmm. no it is protesting the abuse of power right and right. the injustice of a corrupt system mm-hmm. certainly i'm sure what he saw in trenchtown from all accounts mm-hmm. body count 
Body You're Count. digging it. I love Body Count. I still like Body yeah. Count. Is it a good album? It's actually a pretty is good. Is it album. all kind of like Cop Killer? I've never it heard is. it. It is. I mean, yeah. it's very heavy. It's not one you want to like put on for the kids on a Sunday morning as you're getting ready for church necessarily. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's got some good songs on it. And of course, this came out before I would have mm-hmm. been old enough to pay attention to it. I don't remember an uproar about this song as much. What helps that is when you have Eric Clapton have a hit with this song. You can feel the injustice. (laughs) That's right. That little walk down that it sounded like the music that would play while chips is the highway patrol is going down it sounded just like 70s soft rock yeah, yeah. white soft rock oh my god i don't think i would hate this song if i just heard it yeah. you know i wouldn't be like eric clapton you're stupid yeah, yeah. but we just played the bob marley version right. follow you it follow with it. the eric clapton and it's like oh it's a little embarrassing yeah clapton version was a huge hit yeah way bigger than the bob marley version <laughs> Which speaks maybe to massive access or just maybe taste. I don't know. Yeah. In Clapton's autobiography, it said that he spoke with Bob Marley about the song. Mm. Clapton said, quote, I tried to ask him what the song was all about, but couldn't understand much of his reply. I was just relieved that he liked what we had done. Way to go, Clapton. Way to check that box. I couldn't understand his reply. I mean, he mumbled something. I just took it as like affirmation. I wonder if Eric Clapton did that thing white people sometimes do in talking to someone in a different culture or something like that. And you kind of lean in a little bit. Yeah. You know, so if if Eric Clapton was just like, hmm, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, just started like slipping into trying to really relate. Yeah. You know, else Clapton kind of leaned into George Harrison's wife. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Oh, gosh. My favorite part of that was you were sitting here and you just like look over like, oh, God. I gave you the side eye because I was here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> you said that you've been watching the Get Back. Hey, yep. And whenever you see George on there, man, Clapton, man, did you wrong, bro? He did. Best buds. Yeah. That is rough. All right. Gosh, there's so many songs yeah. to cover. You can't do Legend and not talk about Redemption Song. Triumph 
differently Won't you help to sing These songs of freedom Cause all I ever have Redemption songs Redemption songs Emancipate yourselves from mental... Early was clearly the face and the leader, but for this song to be as beloved as it is, and it's just him. Yeah. It's not the Wailers. It's, right. It's, it's could Peter him. Tosh do this? Right. I mean, you could hear Bob Dylan singing this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it won't sound as good. Right. Boom. Take that, Dwayne Davis, <laughs> our Bob Dylan expert. And it's just sad thinking about how his wife said that, you know, he knew the cancer... Mm-hmm. was there and was in a lot of pain so he was coming to terms with the end of his life but sad to think about it. he died so young 36 36 years old the story was always when we were younger was that somehow he got cancer from playing soccer right i heard that i, too. I remember thinking like how does that how does that happen <laughs> yeah jeez. but i kind of like believed it for a long long time like soccer in central park or something and right hurt his foot and Boom, cancer. Apparently, the toe injury goes back to teenage years or mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Either way, cancer is awful yep. and too young, man. When we're around college, you know, we all tend to kind of experiment with different things. Oh, here we go. And, you know, I mean, sometimes it's reggae, sometimes it's other things. Yeah. Um, I went through a, like a Irish music phase oh, a little bit. Gosh, are we talking Chieftains? Chieftains, baby. Oh, jeez. I love the Chieftains. I still love the Chieftains. Chieftains do a version of this with Ziggy Marley. Do we want to hear this? I think we do want to hear it. And it's, it's you know... For the record, and if it's great, you get credit. You did warn not to do any more Bob Marley cover songs. But this is Ziggy Marley, right? Yeah. You're either going to like it or you're going to be like, really? I've only looked up the version by Johnny Cash and Joe Strummer. Mm. Which you think, oh, this is going to be good. Mm. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's really not good. <laughs> Stevie Wonder did one. Oh, yeah? Stevie Wonder can do no. Well, he can do wrong, says the 80s <laughs> and that weird plant album. But, yeah, that's right. man, that's not good either. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. let's see how the Chieftains do. It's, it's pretty straightforward, just with some Irish influences. Some. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what? You said some. <laughs> pirates, yes, they rob I. Sold I to the merchant ship. He sounds so much like Bob it Marley crazy, there. Right? Minutes after they took I from the bottomless pit. But my hand was made strong by the hands of the Almighty. We followed in this generation triumphantly. Won't you help to sing another song of freedom? Cause all I ever had redemption song. Songs of freedom. Oh, gosh, dude. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Been to Ireland yeah. twice. Yep. Way to flex on everybody. Listen, I know a lot of white bros take an Ireland trip, <laughs> but also 
I went back from a honeymoon. There you go. So my very Irish yeah, wife. That's right. And so I don't mind if yeah. I'm over there hearing the Irish music, right. but that just feels like a weird combination. I love the song. I love the Chieftains. Yeah. And, and I, I like it. But yeah, it, it's a weird sort of mishmash of, to hear of those some, sounds yeah. we went to ireland we were at this um pub and there's this guy up there playing like traditional irish songs mm-hmm. and, and everybody's just kind of like half paying attention when the dude went into country road by john denver and carolina in my mind yeah the place went crazy Are you serious? yeah i guess it makes sense everybody's singing along the, i could see that yeah. working yeah matt was like three little birds play redemption song you ever heard the chieftains <laughs> <laughs> They just roll their eyes. Yeah, oh, man. I remember in the, I think it was the 90s, one of, it must have been Damien, Bob's youngest kid, was playing football at Miami. That's right. And they, and they called him the Rasta of Disaster. Gosh. <laughs> Which, I don't know who they were, they called him that. But, right. You know. It, I forgot yeah. that he played football. Yeah. Oh, shoot. You know what? I was just going to call you out and say, you always find a way to bring it around to North Carolina, but. You only have a few minutes left, uh-huh. but then you've already mentioned Carolina in my mind. <laughs> now, of course, you mentioned it being played in, in Ireland. Ireland. It had nothing to do with this, but I guess it counts. Boom. We did it. <laughs> okay. Well, we've done our best. And so now is the time when we challenge one another. If you had to remove a song from Legend, which mm-hmm. one would it be? So, Matt, what's Bob Marley going to do? He's going to make you move to Delaware if you don't yes. move a, remove yeah. a song. That's right. He's going to make <laughs> you move. All right. So, which one would it be for you? My initial thought, I was going to do Waiting in Vain. But then I have fond mm-hmm. memories of the great Hootie and the Blowfish doing a version of Waiting in Vain at the NC State lawn party in 1994, 1995, right before they blew up. Um, I remember Darius Rucker singing Waiting in Vain. (laughs) So I was like, I can't remove that one. You have such a soft spot for Darius. Let me see here. (laughs) Okay. What is this? This is Darius Rucker. Eight years ago. Oh, gosh. He's Darius. Hey, this is angry, Darius. This is uncomfortable. Let's see what else he does. <laughs> oh, man. You're lost, Darius. Oh, you're lost. You're trying to lean into reggae, but still you're confused yeah. by your country <laughs> and also your, like, REM origin. Yeah. Like you're just lost. He yeah. found, he sounds lost. Yeah, it's not good. No. Waiting in vain is a much easier thing I to, could see to him do. doing that. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I want to hear that. In the end, um, the song that I would remove would be Jammin'. We're jammin', jammin', and I hope you like jammin' too. And a rose ain't a vow. Jammin' is as like 70s soft rock as you can make Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. It's not the song of hope. It's not the protest song. It's kind of like a love dance song, and uh, I could take it or leave it. Yeah, so. that's a good example of how this album gets heavily criticized because it basically took what's going to most appeal to white college dudes. Right. These songs don't represent most of the body of his no. work, which is more protest songs mm-hmm. and political songs, right. you know, and they've just taken the one, the feel good ones. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. We're recognizing that mm-hmm. to say that jamming would be on legend right? <laughs> when there are so many other songs that are better, but the, oh, they just felt too, uh, a little too icky. People aren't going to be happy. Yeah. Matt, for me, it would be satisfy my soul. Satisfy. 
I think what saves satisfying my soul for me is again the I threes and that yeah, you know, you rock love my them. boot. You know, just those kind of fills they do. And what saved jamming for me was to think that jamming was the thing of the past. <laughs> I don't know for whatever reason when he says to think that jamming was the thing of the past is great. Now it's time for your senior quote. It's your senior year. There's your yearbook picture underneath. You get to pick a quote that represents the road ahead, the journey behind, or some inside joke or weird Easter egg that you want to put in there. So Matt from Bob Marley legend, yes. what would be your senior quote? My senior quote would be from, could you be loved? Don't let them change you or even rearrange you. You're getting ready to go to the next stage of life and you either want to reinvent yourself mm-hmm. or you're like, I want to be true to who I am as I head off to college or work or whatever. So yeah, that'd be mine. Okay. What about you? I would have a quote from one love, one love, one heart. Let's get together and feel all right. Yes. I'm getting ready for that freshman year oh, yeah. philosophy class Yes, to solve all the problems. Mm-hmm. Talk about how it's easy. Yeah. Why don't we just get together and yeah. feel all right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what a bro quote, but that's what it would be. I'm owning yeah. it. Yeah, you are. I'm broning it. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Bob Marley is brilliant and worthy of all of the accolades and all the albums sold, even if we critique what the powers that be and corporations and how they've exploited. Mm -hmm. He's still Bob Marley, and he's still incredible, and it's summer, so I'm going to pop this one on and go get some CBD dog treats. Continue to engage with us on social media, whether it's Twitter and Instagram, at Finest Work Songs. You can also check us out on Facebook and on our website, FinestWorkSongs.com. Keep those emails coming to us, FinestWorkSongs at gmail.com. We will see you next time. Until then, let's go out with some more Bob Marley. Let's do it. Baby, I've been searching like everybody else. Can't say nothing different about myself. Sometimes I'm an angel and sometimes I'm cruel And when it comes to love I'm just another fool Yes, I'll climb a mountain I'm gonna swim the sea There ain't no act of God, girl Could keep you safe from me My arms are reaching out out across this canyon I'm asking you to be my true companion True companion Our theme song is by the incredible band Medium Heat This track is called Radio And you should check them out at mediumheat.bandcamp.com And check out any upcoming shows if you are in the Raleigh area there on Facebook at Medium Heat Music.